collection of angels, but I'm going to be in San Diego at the uh, TCHE, TCCHE, you know that? that yes, group? yes, I've been interested in coming to that. That might be in my in my you field should, for sure. You should come. We've got Bruce Lipton, um, uh, Greg Braden, Nassim, there's going to be some heavy hitters there. And of course, we're doing something in San Diego in April which um, if you're in that area, come to that. Yeah, it's actually over my birthday. I might just come and be in celebration with all of you in April. That would be amazing. Mm -hmm. be nice to see you in person. All right, everybody. So we are officially live. So let's go ahead and begin with this panel. So welcome back, everybody, to Portal Ascension, New Realities, and Soul Search. This is the all-day panel day in which we are infusing the timeline with consciousness, upliftment, um, tools and techniques, you know, really, we just finished a panel that Tangila was hosting called Release, Surrender, and Trust, The Keys to Becoming You. And that is available uh, for the replay immediately on YouTube. So you can go ahead and check it out. And I really appreciated how it started out with the concepts of, you know, what, what we can embody in our life, acceptance and things like that. And then really went deeper into the tools and techniques of how we can embody it. So today's panel, the next one that we're going into, as we continue to unfold and really just go deeper into what we can do for ourselves and for the collective in order to create, you know, peace and harmony on earth. That's the ultimate goal, if you will. There is no goal. We're just going to keep moving forward. But ultimately, what we're, what we're doing is creating a reality that works for everybody. So today's, today's panel, panel number two, is healing modalities and techniques for the new earth. And we're going to be... I'm joined with a few panelists here, and Tangila is going to go ahead and do the official introductions in a moment. We have Laura Quirk, Kristen, Krista Collins, and Joan of Angels, and of course, Alan Steinfeld is here with us too. So we're going to really see what are these modalities, and um, also want to have a conversation around the word healing and who is doing the healing, where this energy is coming from. So let's go ahead and bring Tangila on. Tangila, do you want to bring on our panelists? Sure. Well, I just wanted to thank everyone for joining in for those of you who are with us for our last panel is really powerful and i'm just so excited to continue the discussion talking about these new healing modalities for the new earth and that's really a lot of what portal to ascension and soul search are all about is really bringing forth these modalities that we have available to us for our own healing and transformation and just so excited to have you know three powerful healers with us today um, and it's my pleasure to introduce them. I'll start with Joan of Angels here who many of you know quite well and she is an intuitive guide, <laughs> oracle, spiritual luminary and visionary artist amongst many other things. And she uses her intuitive skills for offering wisdom and clarity and deeper understanding of living a healthy and vibrant life. What's interesting about Joan is that for over 40 years she was also a chiropractor. Um, and so she has actually you know, been working with healing you know, the physical body for so long and now has really stepped in as this intuitive guide and soul mastery coach and mentor to really work with people to awaken to their best self through her soul awakening <laughs> and coaching. So you know, welcome, Joan. We're so happy to have you here. And also I'd like to introduce Laura Quirk and she is the leader in transformation and healing on the leading edge of consciousness. Laura is actually known as a miraculous healer and she is gifted with this, with this ability to channel a very high vibrational energy 
where she can create miraculous transformations for people using a healing technique that she created called sacred heart healing, um, which has proven to be very fast. And she will speak to us about, you know, how she's healed people from cancer and all other types of illnesses, um, sometimes immediately, and what that looks like and what that entails. And as we will talk about that, hey, you know, miraculous healing is here, it's happening. And of course, I'd like to introduce Krista Collins, and she is a psychic medium transformational guide and mentor and epigenetic health coach, providing guidance to those who are ready to align with their highest frequency and most authentic self. She is gifted with the unique capability to get clear and accurate information to help one heal and guide them through their transformation into a whole new way of being. And again, you know, Krista is tapping on her psychic abilities, her mediumship, as well as her epigenetic health coaching to really bring forth healing. Um, for others. So just really want to welcome this diverse group of healers here today. Thank you for joining us. And Neil, if you want to take it away. Yes. Okay. So, and Alan Steinfeld, of course. Um, I don't know if you said hi to Alan. Oh, but... no. And of course, Alan Steinfeld here, our, our co-host and, you know, leading edge uh thought leader, uh, change maker, bringing forth new realities for all of us across the planet for decades now and bringing forth all these types of modes of healing, Alan. You've right. really been at the right. cutting edge of doing this. Well, I am an acupuncturist. I, did, I do have a master's degree in oriental medicine. And I think as we shift into this new paradigm, this new way, I hate to use the word paradigm, it's so overused. But anyway, as we shift into this new way of being, we're understanding we're more energy, more, more, more wave than particle, that we are energetic beings. So we need energetic medicine to really work on understanding who we are and what the body is really about as an incarnational vehicle for spirit. If we don't think there's spirit, then what's the point? You know, in Chinese medicine, they say the highest form of healing is connecting people to their purpose. The lowest form is just making people feel better. Next form is keeping people well. But when you connect to your purpose, your whole body comes into alignment. And that's always been the, the purpose of incarnation to begin with. So as these spiritual metaphysical healers and coaches come together we're getting more on purpose as a human race and and that's the highest excitement for me anyway finding our purpose mm. and finding my purpose so that's just a little bit of what i want to say and i'm really happy you're doing this panel because the, you like i said on the last panel you can't hear this information enough because it is so important that we, we all get this new way of being I mean, I yes. love hearing it because it's like, okay, I need to hear it again, just in case I step back into that old world. But yes, <laughs> anyway, thanks. Thank you, Ellen. So I invite everybody that's tuning in on all the YouTubes, Facebooks, and in here to be open to receive. This isn't just information and awareness and education. This is the healing modality. We are, uh, by speaking it, by communicating it, by talking about different modalities, we tap into remembrance of our own innate ability to heal. So what I want to do is we're going to start by going around and having everybody introduce themselves. Let me just preface the beginning of, um, of this panel like this. 
you know, we're now quantum physics, the quantum world is now catching up with the metaphysical world, right? The metaphysical awareness that everything is vibration. In the beginning was the word. We all came from sound. And within that, we're realizing that everything is frequency, that we're all vibratory beings, that solidity as we know it is a part of the illusion. And within that, this, this frequency, this sound is able to be shifted and changed in order to create alignment, empowerment, or disempowerment. So when it comes to healing and healing modalities, what we're really doing from all these different tools, many thousands of different tools, right? From Reiki to acupuncture to so many more is we are affecting the vibratory frequency of the body. And now that we're catch science is catching up with it. We're in a really amazing time. We're not, we're now able to linearly analytically prove that we are able to create instant miraculous healing and alignment and not only shift and heal our bodies from physical and emotional trauma, but also create magical experiences for us all. So, you know, this is why this topic is so important. What are the healing modalities that will help us get into this new world, this new reality? So let's go ahead and start with you, Krista, and then Laura and Joan. And um, I would love for you just to start by introducing yourself and maybe talk a little bit about the word healing, what that represents for you. So go ahead, Krista. Sure. Thank you, Neil, just for opening that for us. And, you know, the word healing, just speaking that word and just feeling it, to me, I feel freedom in healing. And when we feel freedom, what does that allow us to be? And to me, that is limitlessness. When we're free of the trauma, the things that are holding us back and causing us to run programs um, that might be from this lifetime or other lifetimes or our lineage, then we can be truly free and step into our highest potential, the limitlessness of our health, you know, our love, um, relationships, and our wealth, right? So all of these different areas. So to me, healing is so powerful and it's the key for us to unlock, for us to step into this new, new way of being and everything that's here for us now. And it's all a choice. Um, and speaking of healing, I just wanted to share something as I introduce myself today, I woke up in the middle of the night last night, and that's usually when I get downloads information. And sometimes I forget it because I'm just kind of in that state of, I want to go back to sleep, but tonight or last night, I decided to really make a conscious choice to write things down or ask my guides and, and spirit to help me remember, but it was the codes of hospitality. And I do have the gift of hospitality and knowing that I love hosting people, making people feel great when they're in my space. But because right now I'm actually traveling and don't have an actual home base right now, um, what I was prompted to feel into with the codes of hospitality is how we make people feel in our presence, even if it is in a Zoom room. And I was just reflecting this morning in my meditation and how Neil and Tanjila, what you're creating here is hospitality for community to come together in a safe space where they can see that they're not alone, where that there are people who want to support them, be with them, whether they're teachers or guides or new friends. And so I also see that hospitality is this code for us to step into, to support each other and to heal, 
you know, we don't just heal ourselves, but we heal each other. So I felt that that was powerful and something I wanted to bring here today because it was a new concept of me looking at hospitality, because for me, it's always been such a physical thing, but energetically, how can we be hospitable to humanity and help them make higher choice points? I actually watched a movie with some friends here last night and it was so negative and so dark. And I thought, what timeline are we actually living in that this is actually the programming that's still going out? And I thought, well, there's many timelines happening at the same time. And that was my choice to participate in watching that, right? And I think that happened for a reason for me to realize we get to choose every moment, you know, where we're going to, you know, show up for ourselves. And then also for me to have thoughts about that movie and just to say, cancel, cancel, cancel. I know it was my choice to not go back to the remembrance of these terrible you know, scenes and to choose the higher choice point and asking my guides for, you know, a new way last night. So that was just a really cool experience I've had in the last, you know, 18 hours. Um, so a little bit about me, I've been on my healing journey um, at least 11 years now, when I had my spiritual awakening back just at the end of 2011. And 2012 was a really tumultuous year for me. But of course, we know that was such a powerful year, you know, the 12, 12, 12. And it's just been a journey ever since of me doing my own inner work to heal my own trauma, um, identifying different things that have held me in a program. Um, and also uh, just learning skills to not only heal myself, but to heal others, to step into my power as a psychic and a medium and to uh, then step into now that I have these skills, how can I use these skills to support others on their journey? And then that's when I really dived into energy healing and, you know, becoming a Reiki practitioner, learning coherence healing from teachers like Dr. Joe Dispenza and just immersing myself in all these different things um, to then taking a deep dive within genetics, becoming a certified epigenetic health coach understanding how our DNA plays a role and how our lifestyle actually affects our genetic expression and that we have the power physically to change those things. But then knowing that that physical part of it wasn't enough for me, that I really wanted to know more about, you know, the crystalline DNA, you know, what is really going on as we ascend and activate the two strand DNA to the actual 12 strand and 13th strand. What does that look like? And how can I support people energetically releasing the trauma, the things that are carried in our DNA to ascending into this higher state of being so that we can be limitless. And I'm happy to go into more of all of that, Neil. I want to let everyone have a chance to uh, introduce themselves, but that's a little bit about me and now as a transformational coach, I bring all of those skills together to support people. And it's just a topic of healing that I love. I live for. It lights me up every single day. And so glad to be here with all of you. And Laura has become one of my dearest friends this past year. And we do a lot of partner work together, um, supporting each other. So I'm so excited for you to all meet her too. And um, thank you for having me. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Krista. Yes, can't wait to go deeper into a few things you said there, the 12 strands, the 13 strands, but the hosp hospitality to humanity, the kindness to one another is what comes to me, you know, and when we come from our wounds, we don't 
sometimes, most of the time even, um, put the kindness onto others. We'll come from a place of kindness, or it might even be a conditional kindness when we come from wounds. So that's why the healing is so important for us to be able to have the unconditional hospitality for all humanity, right? Exactly. So thank you for sharing. Well said. Looking forward to going deeper. All right, Laura, how about you? What um, Tell us about you and you know what the word healing brings up for you. Hi, um, thank you for having me. Um, I've been a healer for many, many years. I started officially working on people in 2001, um, but I, as I was discovering my gift, I was probably about eight years old and um, I just noticed an energy coming through my hands. I didn't know what it was or what to do with it. I used it in my own stuff and um, being an athlete, I used it in my athletics. And um, and then I really started playing with it and working on other people and just getting complete miracles happen with people instantaneously. Um, and so it's just evolved over the years. I keep coming up with new ideas and just experimenting. Um, I've studied many different modalities out there and then ended up creating my own um, that I use. Um, but the key is the energy um, that I'm able to transmit. Uh, apparently I've been told it's a 12th dimensional energy. Um, and that's why I'm getting some of the results that I get. Um, I'm literally, I've had people with cancer where there's no more hope in one session. It was completely gone. Um, people with back problems, migraine problems, um, people that want to manifest things. Uh, it, it doesn't really matter what it is. It's like, um, <clears throat> the energy coming in and then the tools that I created to, um, direct the energy to whatever is needed. Um, but whenever I do a healing, um, you know, a lot of times people will come with a physical issue that they want healed, um, but it's really important to heal what's underneath it. Um, that's why they have the physical manifestation in the first place, the symptom or the emotional symptom. It's years of other stuff contributing to it. And so um, the first thing I'll do is, is heal all those things. So it's, you know, the thoughts and beliefs and traumas and fears and emotions um, from this lifetime, from other lifetimes that passed on from generation to generation. So healing all that stuff first and then doing the physical healing is really quick and easy. Um, so healing is my passion. Um, when I first started doing this work, um, people didn't know what it was. They're like, what is this woo-woo stuff that you do? And, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I was just figuring it out myself along the way. And um, now it's just so nice that so many more people are open to it and they're not just coming when they're desperate, when, you know, they're dying, um, they're coming before they get to that place. And so they can actually create a life that they love, you know, instead of um, just, you know, healing the symptoms, they're actually like healing all their past trauma so they can actually be in the world and love their life and hold their energy high. And they're actually helping everybody else they come in contact with. So when you heal yourself and work on yourself, um, and I'm constantly looking for things on my own, like to, to heal myself, to keep my energy high, you're healing everybody else you come in contact with. Because when you hold a higher vibration, by not even saying a word or calling yourself a healer, just being in their presence, you raise their vibration. And so if somebody may be stuck in their drama or whatever's going on in their life, um, and they just can't get out of it. By raising it just a little bit, they can see things differently and it helps them choose a different path or to heal. And so it's just, it's so much fun. Um, I just, I just love it. <laughs> wow. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, as you said that you heal others, I was thinking like also timeline healing in those moments, like ancestral mm -hmm. healing. You're oh, actually, yeah. if time doesn't exist and all incarnations exist for sure, 
you're actually will definitely healing all your future generations. Yeah. You know, right? yeah. and you're not just healing yourself. So, so when I'm working on an individual, it's not just healing their life. When I, when I go through whatever's contributing to it, it's going into their past lifetimes. It's going through, you know, the, um, their family line and the healing is offered right. to others that are affected by it. And so it's up to their higher self to accept it. So oftentimes right. somebody will come in, but their family members also receive the healing. So it's, it's pretty, yes. uh, it's pretty cool. <laughs> That's beautiful. So then I feel there's crossovers in Krista's work and your work in regards to epigenetics and all that. So we'll, we'll explore some of that in a bit. Thank you so much, Laura. You're welcome. All right. Um, Joan of angels. There you are. So Joan, your camera is blanked out though, so hopefully we can see you. Let's see if we can get oh, you on here. There we go. Yeah, there we go. All right. So, All right. Joan, as most of you may know, that work very closely with Joan. And um, so, Joan, the question is, who are you? Right. Tell us deeply about who you are and what is the word healing to you. I'm going to interweave. Well, I'm going to interweave these because they're all entwined from the very essence of my being. And I'm very grateful to be here, beloved ones. So before I start, I want you to feel what healing feels like. And so I want everyone to just really take a deep breath in. And I want you to bring back your shoulders because I just want you to know your scapular are your wings. And your wings are your scapular. And so when you start to feel this in your body, the energy can start to flow through. And true healing comes when you feel the presence of the divine or what we in chiropractic call innate intelligence flowing through your body from the in, innate intelligence from the ethers down through your crown, through your spine. And as we open up every single channel, every single vertebrae, we allow that nerve flow or cosmic energy flow to come straight down and through your body. And when you bring your shoulders back, you literally open up those wings you could even feel the presence of your guides and angels right there, helping clear every, every grime and oil from those wings, every bit of shame and humiliation from every lifetime that taught you to hide your beauty and gifts. So healing comes from within, from that allowing these channels that connect to innate intelligence and the divine to allow your body to heal. Health does not come from a pill, it never has. But health comes from your body starting to heal in resonance and being allowed full expression of your potential from the inside out. And so I think after many years as a chiropractor, that's my spiritual, I practice spiritual chiropractic now. I do that kind of healing with people, even through Zoom, when you need a body, mind, and spirit alignment. So I'm Dr. Joan Hangarter also known as Joan of Angels. And when I was 30 at a visioning workshop, I was, I had this vision of myself being an amazingly angelic being. So even back then I knew who I really was. I always knew I was different and a beautiful goddess angel behind me. We were just doing this, waving our, our hands and millions of people lined up this way, dropping crutches, they were crawling, they were in wheelchairs. And when they passed us, they were healed. We were in the Greek Colosseum. We were like these goddesses. And I knew then my mission was to heal and inspire millions and millions and millions of people through energetic 
you know, reaching out through, through collaborations, through just this energy of the ethers that really is cosmic consciousness. So I knew, and as a chiropractor, I did several special things that were very different. Number one, my hands could feel where people were in pain. And so they always have said to me, well, how did you know I hurt? But I didn't know consciously my hands would know. So that, that's part of my evolution to know and understand. And also I used to tell people when I adjusted there, this switch that now I found out is the angel switch. It's the power to turn on your consciousness so you, you can access the divine. I would say power on. It just turned your power on. And years later, as I started coaching and doing readings for people, I would sort of unconsciously end it. So, so now do you feel your power turned on or, you know, and that's what would happen. So we all have that switch. And that's what my job is this life is to help people remember their, their mission. And I do it through um, doing sessions and private coaching with people, which I, I really see is really activating your, your soul mission template, your, your codes for what you came in. I'm understanding that that's what I really do. And I help you access your divine self. And I'm now beginning to bring in artwork that, that reflects your beauty or your, your whole avatar self, who you really are, so that you amplify your power as a healer or your gifts. And you, you don't forget when you see how amazing you are. So I've been doing that as well. And I, I tell people now I, I actually am a professional wing fluffer. I have been for years, but actually I even put a service on my link tree right now called the wing fluff, which is actually when you feel that presence in your body, you will never lose it. And, and so my, talk, my presentations on healing is to sort of show you how you use your own body to tune in and to heal and to tell you where, you know, where is the best healing? Like I've, I've worked with many patients, cancer patients, for example, who don't even know, you know, which way should I turn? And I help you understand what your body resonates with or which herbs or which tinctures or which, which places in the world. So, yeah, that's what I really love to do. And I'm just grateful to share this. I don't often share my healing gifts with people. Probably stunned Neil with things that he didn't even know I knew. I know, I know. I have actually, um, I've known you long enough to know a lot, Joe. So you've been fluffing my wings for over 10 years. (laughs) Well, yeah, because when you remember, you become that superpower star that you came here to be. This is, this is our time to shine. You know, 223 is the time to be free to shine and free to be the you that came here, that actually chose to body to be here. Yeah. And, you know, the the theme that we heard um, yesterday and, you know, over the last few last couple of weeks, my conversations with a few people about the New Year's intention is embodiment. And then some people have even said that, you know, they cultivated a, a deeper sense of embodiment over the last month. And to me, that's um, bringing in the frequencies and utilizing it in your human avatar body to really be walking this, right? We're, we're not going to heaven, we're bringing heaven to earth. And by bringing heaven to earth is bringing heaven into our own bodies, right? And, and Joan, you shared a few things here, uh, body and resonance, right? And um, you really went through a few different modalities. You said art, you said herbs, you had tinctures. So this all goes to vibratory medicine, 
that it's all vibration and frequency. And even sacred geometry is basically an audible, ver an, a visual ver version of an audible frequency in geometrical form. So when you're actually looking at your artwork, you're having this resonance, this frequency, you're, uh, you're aligning with the vibration that is in harmony with your own presence. So, um, you know, just as we're going through this whole experience today together, um, dropping a little bit of science really about how, you know, I'll talk about binaural beats in a little bit, but how these frequencies are a, a science that we're now rediscovering. And through that rediscovering, we're able to create so much miraculous healing on earth. So I want to go deeper in, in after the next question, we're going to do some more general questions here. I want to eventually go into some modalities, right? Modalities for the individual and modalities that you can use yourself, right? And then modalities that you can have other practitioners use. But there was a few things that you said, Krista, Laura, Joan, that I want to specifically ask you. So um, Krista, um, you said epigenetics, right? You talk about epigenetics. And um, I want to know, like, so is this ancestral healing when it comes to epigenetics? Uh, does this happen happen to do anything with the seven generations that they say of your um, of your DNA that you can heal? And I also have heard it's actually three generations before, three generations in the future, and you're the seventh one in the middle. And how this connects to the thirteen strands? Uh, no, it's a large question, but I know you can tune into it. So, what's your thoughts on all that? Yeah, great question, Neil. And I think a question a lot of people have, because when we think about healing, we just usually think of ourselves. But when we know that it actually resonates within generations now, and our own, you know, lineage of our own lifetimes, it can be really, really powerful. So, uh, you know, the science, the science is actually saying, and I've seen different reports. So I think that I have seen science actually say a few different things. You know, what my spirit guides have told me is that it's seven generations past, seven forward, um, that we heal when we do our healing. But I've also seen science studies that they've now proven that it actually goes back 14. So what also, if right now I'm just checking in and they said it doesn't really matter. It just knows that when we do our healing, it's healing all timelines and it's taking it forward and back. And it's healing people that are in our lineage as well, not just us and our lifetimes. So that's what's super powerful. And when we think about epigenetics, I think it always starts with us. When we know that there's something within us that we have found awareness that we want to heal and our consciousness brings something forward. Why do I keep, you know, repeating a certain pattern? You know, why does the same thing keep happening to me? And then we realize, oh, we were the victim, but we also created that. And how can we step out of that victim mode of this isn't happening to me, it's happening for me so I can heal and release and clear and step into a new timeline and a new way of being and a new body. So for me on my own healing journey, there's, I started healing, you know, trauma first, working with other guides that helped me heal. And then of course, learning from them so that I could continue the healing with myself. Just think about the simplicity of, you know, self-healing, you know, those principles I learned, um, as I received attunements to be a Reiki practitioner. So we can heal ourselves, but then with those skills, we're healing others as well. And with that as, as another component of all of it is epigenetics. So just a quick explanation of epigenetics for someone who's not familiar with that term, epi meaning above, 
epigenetics is how our lifestyle affects our genetic expression. So what are the foods that we eat? You know, what are the supplements we take? You know, what um, kind of people are we hanging around? You know, where do we live? All these things affect the way our genes express. And so think about it like this. You know, we're born with our DNA. That's like the hardware of a computer. That's our hardware. But the software is our lifestyle, which is, which is telling our computer what to do. So we get to upregulate, up downregulate genes, turn them on, turn them off. And this is how we get to optimize our health. So to me, understanding what our DNA says about us through, you know, a very simple, you know, swab test um, is fascinating because it is truly our roadmap to how we optimize our own health. And no more guessing games of these fad diets. I'm on this diet. I'm not on that. I'm on that diet. And why did that diet work for my friend, but it didn't work for me. You know, when we have that information, it is the roadmap to our own healing physically, mentally, and emotionally. And then when we tie in the spirituality part of healing, where we're going in and finding the trauma, things that might be holding us back. And what's so fascinating to me too, is that if I'm working with somebody and identify that, you know, they're still having sleep issues after we've done all these things with their nutrition or, you know, other factors that might be affecting sleep, but they're still having trouble. What's going on? What trauma are they holding on to? And that's where we can take that deep dive as well. So, you know, it doesn't matter which angle you start with. I think some people wanted to start with their physical health. You know, I can't drop 20 pounds. They want to just deal with the physical. And then they realize that there's sometimes emotional patterns that are hanging out underneath that. And not sometimes, always. There's something, and Laura mentioned that, you know, healing whatever's emotionally um, behind everything that's showing up physically, whether it's holding on to, you know, excess weight or disease that's showing up in the body. Some people want to just focus on their emotional trauma. And then that also starts to affect their physical health in a higher way as well, where they are, you know, shedding excess weight, releasing, you know, physical pain that might be showing up in the body. So when we do that, when we just start to shed the layers of what's happening, that's where we start to turn on the DNA, light it up. And we also do that through activations. This is something that I'm really, really excited about bringing this year is DNA activation, where we can tell our DNA what to do. We are that powerful. And this is what I'm here to help people realize too, is that we are the divine human. You know, we carry these codes in our DNA to be so powerful. And just in decrees, just in the spoken word, of what we intend for our lives, for our bodies, and release what's holding it back gives it so much power. So when someone asks about DNA activation, it's not even complicated. It's very simple. It's just a matter of setting these intentions and saying, you know, DNA, light up, DNA, you know, allow me to release whatever is holding me back and release and clear and heal those things that are hanging out that are no longer serving me, my lineage, my future, other lifetimes. 
so that I can be free and that I can be here to heal and to help and serve and be that light. You know, Laura mentioned that too, you know, just by being the light of our presence can heal other people. That's mastery. That when we can just show up and other people light up and they light us up, that's a beautiful mirror and reflection about how we radiate. I had this experience in a restaurant the other day, you know, there was a man that was working there, brand new restaurant that just opened in Orange County. And he just started talking to me as he was serving me. He ended up giving me, you know, a couple of free entree, a couple of free, you know, appetizers to try. It was a new restaurant. And it was just this beautiful conversation. He's like, I really see your light and wow. And at the end, you know, before I even left, you know, I was giving him a hug goodbye. And I was just like, wow, his light lit me up. I didn't even go in in a high vibration. I was, you know, very neutral that day. So his ability to see my light lit up me. And then it was just like, wow. And I left and I'm still thinking about that experience, you know, five days later. So that's, that's the power of choosing to step into this divine human and to be limitless and to step into the, into, you know, the power of the 12 strands. And Neil, you asked a little bit about that. You know, there's, there's so much we could go into with um, 12 strand DNA, but ultimately I don't even think we understand the power that lies within our DNA yet. I think we are just on the precipice of understanding what that means, how we can teleport, how we can, you know, be telepathic. And I have these experiences all the time in my life. You know, we know, you know, just the simple things like, oh, I'm thinking about Laura and then she texts or calls me, you know, she got the message, you know, that happens all the time. People like, oh my gosh, I was just thinking of you, but there's other things, things that are showing up in my field um, that are just like, you can't make it up. You know, that our thoughts, our thoughts are so powerful. And when we clear the things that are holding us back, we give power to our thoughts, our spoken word. And our DNA spins and it's like, what do you want? The universe is responding to that. So um, I hope that answers that question, Neil. I'm happy to expand further. Um, but yes. this is really the most exciting thing about the potential that just these intentions even create for us to heal. Yeah, it definitely answers the question and beyond. You know, there's so much gold in what you said there and the ex experience that you had with that individual at the mm -hmm. restaurant it, it reminds me of an upward fractal. Like you have that light. Someone sees your light. They feed it back to you. You feed it back to them. And you just create this spiral up into the cosmos. You're literally transcending dimensions from that experience. You feed back of each other, you know? Yeah. You know, this, there's so many templates, if you will, and ways to navigate the human consciousness that if we were to implement as a norm in society, we'd probably have a better experience on earth, right? And I think epigenetics is one of them. Astrology is another one of them. And we have the ability to rewrite. We don't have to be a victim because we are the creators. We can rewrite our DNA is what you're basically mm -hmm. saying, that we can actually shift it based on our environment, what we keep around us and on our thoughts and consciousness, right? Exactly. Absolutely. hundred yeah. percent. So powerful. And this is what we're here to do. And, and this is what I am here to also guide people in to understanding their power. You know, there's been this interesting conversation I've had about being a healer over the last few years, because we know that we are our own healer. And uh, I think the concept about it is that I've actually actually had some, 
you know, conversations with myself about, do I want to people to be dependent on me as a healer and as a guide? And the answer is no, I want to empower them to heal themselves. But we also know that there are so many people that need that guidance to step into that. And I'm here to be that guide and to own that I'm a healer, but also to empower people to become powerful in themselves and to heal themselves and then to start healing others, because that's how it radiates and ripples out into the world. Yes, beautifully said. So what I'm feeling from this conversation here is that actually, um, even though each of you have inspired a specific question, it would be great for all of you really to answer that question that each one of you inspired, because I think you all have something to contribute here. So Laura, I'd love for you to go into this as well. We're talking ancestral healing, uh, epigenetics, seven generations, and, um, you know, DNA activation. Um, I feel like you're probably in alignment with this work as well. So what do you have to share? Um, Sure. Um, Yeah. So just as far as um, helping people heal with um, new modalities, um, you know, I, as I mentioned, I created my own many years ago and I used to just do it where I would um, just do the healing for them and they would get well. And, but then they would depend on me to anything came up. And so I totally changed the way I do things and the way I do it now is they're very involved with the process. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm teaching them how to go in their heart and expand out their consciousness and, and then asking their heart to bring into consciousness whatever we're working on. And then I do the transformation for them, but they're actually witnessing it. So they're very much a part of it. And I'm actually teaching them every step of the way what I'm doing. And then I say to them, you know, when something comes up, when you get triggered, you're out in the world and, and somebody says something, whatever, and it brings up an emotion. That just means there's stuff there that needs to be healed. So it's an opportunity to heal it. And so if you could stop yourself at that moment, it only takes a few minutes. It's just go in, use the tool that I taught them, and then heal that, whatever caused that trigger. Um, The more they do that, the less they have to do it because they don't get triggered anymore. So they can be out in the world and people can say or do whatever, and it just doesn't affect them. They're just in that neutral state you know, and so it's, it's really powerful. So, I mean, I really love um, teaching people how to help themselves and, and, and being conscious of what's going on in the world. So being conscious, instead of reacting to triggers, um, you know, oh, okay, there's just something here to heal. It's just an opportunity to heal instead of like, you know, getting swept into that. And then just being conscious of your energy, you know, like if you're on your thoughts, right? So you're, you're thinking about something, you're focused on something, and negative and then you you know more comes like that and then it keeps spiraling down well if you can step back and say no I don't want to create more of that (laughs) and then force yourself to focus on what you do want and so it's just being aware of where your energy is and where your focus is and then when when you do notice that there's things that are bringing you down then you just go and heal it and you know of course if they need help sometimes it's hard to do on your own because you're attached to your own emotions i teach them techniques to step outside of themselves and be the observer of themselves and and so they detach from that emotion so it's easier to heal it but of course if they need extra help then they can come to somebody like me as a healer um, as far as your question on the DNA, um, I use a technique that's really powerful. Um, when I'm working on doing different healing on things, if if something comes up that's um, maybe genetic that was passed down um, in their genes, um, um, I have them ask for an image of what their D- uh, the master cell DNA looks like now, highlighting all the parts on that DNA 
that are contributing to that issue. Uh, and then I had them ask for another image of what that DNA would look like without that issue as a reference point. And so my gift is, um, well, I have two main gifts. The one of them is channeling the energy and the directing the energy. The other one is when I hold the space for people, they see crystal clear. And so even if they've never been able to see through the third eye or whatever, I don't get to see through my third eye, which is very odd, but I can help other people see. So I hold that space for them so they can see crystal clear what it looks like now and what it would look like without the issue. And then once they have that image, I just have them hold the intention of allowing it to be healed. And then I ask them to let me know when both images look the same, I channel the energy down within seconds is transformed and then the healing takes place. And that's how I do a physical healing too. But before I do all that, I do all this stuff underneath it, like I was talking about. But yeah, it's, it's, yeah, so it's, it's, it's really powerful and a lot of fun to see the results. Thank you for sharing. You know, you, you said detach from emotions, you know, something that really came, um, stood out from what you were expressing here was the tools in order to be able to have a trigger come up and then stop in that moment to sit with it in order to process it rather than come from a reactory place. Right? Yeah. So yeah. are they, is this a deep um, practice that people need to do? Or is there years of work? What is <laughs> it's, some tool? It's, it's so easy. Yeah. It, I mean, it's really being conscious of that this is happening. Right. And then choosing just say, you know, I, I asked ask to be the observer of yourself. And so I, I kind of describe it as I see in front of them an image of their body and their field but they're separate from it and they're just witnessing themselves and then dis disconnecting the attachments between that. So they're not attached to the outcome, the emotion, the fear, all that stuff. And it's, it's as if they're looking at a stranger, right? That they don't even know their history. And from that place, it's much easier to see it for what it is and not judge it and not be attached to it and then allow it to heal. Right. So in essence, it's reprogramming, uh, coming up with a new habit when you get triggers to have yeah. to do. Yeah. So just and it's so quick. It's like, OK, let me step out and observe this and just watch, your, watch yourself like what you're going through and yeah. then just do the quick healing on it. Thank you for sharing. Laura. I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Great. Uh, Joan, uh, would you like to chime in on this? I'd love to know what you feel about. Ancestral healing, you know, for sure, but definitely DNA activation and then how we can clear and align our DNA, harmonize the DNA in order to create an empowered experience for ourselves. Wow. Okay. First of all, I feel like I'm in the presence of amazing healers and it's really an honor to just be on this platform with all of you. So as I was listening to everyone and thinking about what I do, I realized that my real job, one of my jobs is to align people's body, mind, and spirit in all ways so that they can literally ascend and that they can shift their reality into not just the fifth dimension, but into the world of the miraculous. In fact, I call my show Step Into the Miraculous, Miracle Monday. And all of that is about raising your vibratory frequency to that of the light and to that of bringing in your high vibrational frequency down to your third dimensional body. So your third dimensional body can start to resonate at the higher frequency to move back up. So all of this I've done unconsciously until the last year or two when I've actually begun to interpret what I've been doing just all my life. So moving energy 
and, and in my readings, when I do soul work with people, you know, my mission with people is to help re them remember why they're here. I think it's really important. When you turn on that sense of why you're here, you can leap over tall buildings in a single bound and healing can occur in the flash and speed of light. As opposed to when you have a vision say, but your body can't support you to do it. Or you, you haven't learned to separate from your the naysayers or the um, what I call the miracle busters in your life. So my job has always been to turn you onto feeling the miraculous can happen and, and that you're part of it. So, and I've even been called a miracle maker because of it. And I've written books on opening to that energetic wave. So there is a vibration that if we can access and learn to turn on in our body, then we can forge that connection to the divine and to the earth. And it's so funny, recently I've had these readings, past life Akashic record readings that talked about how I learned how to connect to the celestial realm and bring it through. Probably lived there most of the in-between times for me. Anyway, to fast forward, when I start my readings, I always say, we're gonna clear this life, past life and future lives. So knowing that we go back in time for the timelines, but then we have to unravel them in the future timelines also so that we're back to a, a different place. So I always talk about releasing past life, future, present, future, and then releasing any soul contracts that are keeping us bound or any curses, other people's opinions, which then frame our own limitations. So part of healing is to be able to really release everything you know, and yet access the reasons why we're here and activate those and start to empower those and, and use those gifts. And as humans, the biggest thing is for people to remember that they're divine and that they're really here for a reason. And that reason, they, like they don't have to be humble and shy about it. Like they have to, and it's, it's taken me a lifetime guys to come out of my closet and just say, you know, I'm Joan of Angels. I'm here to raise your light. And so that we can soar, the angels are gathering and shifting the planet. And we have, we have light energy within us just bursting and that will heal anything. It'll heal any relationship. It'll heal any karmic imbalance. It'll free your soul. So I, I, my work now is like taking you from the top. We sit there and we see the roadblocks. That's when I take on a private client but we see the roadblocks and we unravel them. So then you can go to the next level, but we do it all from as if, see, I know each and every one of you came here with a mission and you are, this life is aligned so you can accomplish that mission. So we look at it like when it's accomplished and we, we just remove what's there. So that's what I do. And that's part of all that. I now call myself a spiritual chiropractor slash spiritual advisor, because I think they're all the same thing, turning on your power, mm -hmm. which I've done since the day I became a chiropractor. I nope, not that was in this life, but we can go back to the others. <laughs> Thank you, Neil, for, for that. Thank you, so much. Thank you, Joan. So we have a question here from Maria in, in the um, chat. She has a question for us. She noticed the presence of her gifts about three years ago. It was a powerful sensation of heat in her hands and it returns from time to time. She has practiced Reiki on closed ones with almost immediate physical ailment healing and has also seen cherubs and halos when her frequency is very high. 
and she smells what is what she calls angels from the angelic realm. The question is, how does she maintain and manage her frequency so that she can explore and use her gifts on a deeper level? So let's uh, open this up to the whole panel. Krista, do you want to start off? Yes, I'd be happy to. And that's a great question, Maria. And I have a one word answer that I can expand upon, but it's really choice. It's a choice for you to step into that vibration all the time and to call in your angels and guides to ask to support you in holding that frequency. And that way you just know that you have this deal with your angels and guides. You know, I've had this agreement with my guides for over 10 years that I would only use my psychic medium abilities for good. And they'd only be turned on when I'm asked to support somebody or when I know I need to support somebody, not when I'm out in public, not when I'm meeting someone new for the first time, but we as the human have that power. So I just encourage you to remember your power and say, I'm choosing this vibration all the time. And then working with someone like me or Joan or Laura, you know, Laura, I'm just going to speak to her and a little bit about how she supported me as a psychic, as a healer, because she channels this ultra high 12 dimensional frequency. When we've worked together, I actually have a higher ability to see, and I'm getting information and downloads and abilities and new modalities that have come through because of working with her. And she's helping me hold that vibration too. So again, I also want to ask you to make the choice to reach out to your brothers and sisters that are here in this conference that are in your field physically that can support you in holding that vibration too. I think as we all choose this together, it's easier to rise to that. Beautiful, Krista. The choice is a theme that has come up quite a lot in this panel so far. And it's the choice, but after the choice, uh, like Laura said, sitting with the triggers that may come up when you make that choice and being the observer of that so that you don't just back away from that choice, but you sit with it until that choice becomes more of a reality. Yeah. Laura, how about you? Um, yeah, so I had a similar experience. Um, I was only eight years old and uh, I felt this energy coming out of my hands. I'm like, what is this? What do I do with it? There was no books on it. There was nobody teach me. And my mom's like, oh no, no, that, there's nothing with that. Just kind of poo-pooed it. And so I had to figure it out, but I had this passion, this burning passion in me, knowing that there was so much more that we didn't know. And, and I had to teach myself, but now there's so much more information out there that this is real and here are ways to use it. And so if you have that desire to be a healer and to use your gift, obviously it's showing itself to you that you have this ability. So, you know, it's up to you to take it and run with it. Um, I can tell you, it brings so much joy into my life to be able to change somebody else's life. And so by just, um, as Krista said, choosing to take that on and say, show me more, show me how to use this and then listen to that inner guidance and then just experiment and play with people. Anybody let you um, work on them, ask them to be your guinea pig um, because the more you use it, it's like a muscle, the stronger it gets. And the more you show yourself that it's just not just an idea that this is real and that you know it works, the stronger it gets. And so it's really just trusting that intuition, that guidance. I mean, you're being shown your gift. You can work with people like myself and others to help enhance it even more if, if that's what you desire. Um, but it's, it's just truly a blessing. So I would say run with it. 
Thank you, Laura. Joan, what are your feelings on this? So this lifetime is about restoration of memories, of your gifts, your skills, this, the, the agreements you made when you came down here, which were to be a healer, which was to be able to access communication with your guides, which was to be able to live a life as a light bearer. And the way it's set up when we get when we wake up here, when we get here is that our memory is wiped clear so we don't even remember. The rules of planet Earth seem to change every every day. Plus, we don't remember the history. You know, there, there's an erasing of, of everything. So you're here on your own waiting and, and living a 3D life as you learn, as experiences start to come that are activating your memories. And as you activate your memories in your soul purpose, and it's true, then you start to awaken all those gifts that you've had all this, all this time, you know, within you. And sometimes it's like waking up and, and acknowledging that when I was five years old, because for me, I thought I was Joan of Arc. I was sure I was Joan of Arc. And I also knew I was some kind of angel. I just knew it. It just was the weirdest thing. I always thought there was something different about me. Not so much I came from the stars, but we had this marble statue in my brain when I'd sleep. And I think that I already knew I wasn't just an earthling. So when we wake up to that, and then we start to awaken to the gifts we, we have, our special skills, and we become... I think we lost Joan. Let's give her a moment here to see if Joan comes back. I think she's directing some energy with those hands right now. Living. Right. Our there we go, Joan. Joan, we lost you for about 20 seconds. Oh, well, it's okay. So, so you know, you're like this, you're the mountain and, and we, we do everything. We have all those experiences, you know, wild or not. And then, then our choices get narrower and narrower as we say yes. But we build our, our passion for this bliss that comes when you are aligned, body, mind, and spirit. It changes everything. I mean, honest to goodness, I travel and work with Neil. We're both up at the crack of dawn. We're like having coffee. We are raring to go because our mission fuels our health, wealth, and happiness. And that is what heals your body. Okay, you don't. Your body gets, when you turn on your, your desire and your passion like that for, to live your dream, every cell in your body begins to wake up. And there are, there are, there are DNA shifts that happen. Yes, you have an angelic template. You have a health template. You have all these, these new things that your body can access that comes when you open up to that vibration. All that happens when you're aligned body, mind, and spirit. So. I have these new services on, you can find it on my LinkedIn. It's not yet up on the website, but I do spiritual and chiropractic. What do I call it? Spiritual advisor, spiritual chiropractic. You know, and that's where we do that. We, you know, sometimes we're sitting in the mountaintop, looking down at the road and clearing it. And other times we're tuning up so you can connect to the celestials and you can experience being a 12th dimensional being more and more and more, and that will unfold your healing gifts faster. Just listening to this panel today can actually, for everyone listening, it could remove all doubt and fear, and you might just say, heck, I always knew I had it in me. 
I mean, I was told I had psychic gifts for years. The psychic would say, you should be on my side of the table. And I think, oh, wow, I'm a psychic. Yeah. But I didn't use it. I didn't ever because I didn't dare. But the day I started doing readings and believing that and then trusting all those visions I saw it changed my life and it will change yours. We're, we're not the only ones. We're, we're just showing you what's possible for you. Yeah. Because honestly, I was you many years ago and now I'm on, you know, now I can share this wisdom. It says, Krista, you raised your hand. Do you want to jump yeah. in here? What, what Joan just shared was just so powerful for me too. And I want to make sure that Maria hears this is that I would say that this past year was a year that I finally really just owned the confidence around my skills. They're here. Stop questioning it. Bring it out to the world. Stop, you know, just, you know, hiding it in the closet, bring it to the world. So just that confidence and knowing that if spirit has brought it to you, Maria, own it. And then that, you know, for me too, you know, we can go into that ego around, well, there's all these healers, especially those of us who are tuned in to, you know, those who are, you know, leaders in the spiritual community or all of those who are starting to emerge um, and become more visible, such as myself. And, and we start to say, oh, well, where's there room for me? So what I want to remind you as well is that there's room for all of us and not everyone is going to resonate with working with me, they're going to resonate with you and your energetic um, platform. So just know that we are all called in our own divine purpose and reason. And there, there is room for everybody. Yes. Yeah. I mean, each of the X-Men had a different power. Yeah. Yeah. We need you to step up, Maria, for sure. So use that power. It's, it's like, um, you know, yeah, go ahead, John. Well, when I got my chiropractic degree, I'll never forget the license comes in the mail, you know, and now you're licensed and you can put it up on the wall. Every day for about 18 months, I used to think that they were then going to rescind my license, that they would find out that I as a newbie knew nothing. And I used to really think that, that I'd lose my license at any point. And, and, um, and I discovered since then I wasn't the only one that, you know, we start off as a newbie and a bear, just a newbie, and you have to try everything out all over again this life. And you know, it, it's not easy to go from knowing you have gifts to then, but it is easy. So that's the key. Stop thinking about it and just say, yes, yes, I'll do it. Yes, these are my gifts. Yes, I'm gonna practice more. And one day you will believe it. And now more than ever, it's game time to really step up into a full empowerment, you know, to be the person you're meant to be. And um, it's almost like kind of a trajectory that can be in this way, but doesn't have to be. You come to a healer or you do some healing work. You end up realizing you are the healer and you start healing yourself. And then your gifts tap, your gifts kick in and then you become the healer yourself, you know? And that's what's really happening now is our innate abilities, our innate gifts are coming online. And just like Krista said, um, teleportation, you know, levitation, so many different, this is a holographic frequency, organic matrix system. Anything is possible. You can rewrite the code. You know, we can make anything that we imagine can actually occur. And that's what we're in store for. So what is it that you imagine for humanity? Yeah. And so, Neil, I think too, that, yeah. you know, we, that we aren't stuck on perfectionism. This is a huge thing I've had to release in this lifetime. 
you know, even I'm going to just give props to Tanjila and Soul Search. Saying yes to Soul Search finally gave me a reason to put words to what it is that I offer. And no, it's not perfect. And no, my profile is not perfect. And no, my offerings aren't all online the way I want them just yet. But I even created a reel the other day and put an offer on social media. And no, it's not exactly what I want it to be. But that's, I think, the biggest thing for us is just to do something and show the universe we're saying yes, mm-hmm. no matter if it's exactly how we want it or not. And Laura's encouraged me to do that. Tanjila, you have. And, you know, and here we are all speaking on these topics and just saying yes and knowing that it's all divine and the universe is responding to that. Yeah, I love that. The right moment may never come. So just take the moment, take yeah. the right moment is now, really, you yeah. know. All right. So we have um, this question was inspired by um, Joan's comment on coming out of the closet with her gift. So we'll start. So I want all of you to answer it. And then, Joan, you can answer this as well. Um, so, Laura, let's start with you. And Anna is asking, uh, what pushed, well, what pushed Joan to come out of the closet was the question. But she's really asking that because she's in this position now. So how do you step out and, you know, we're talking about our gifts and stepping into taking action. Uh, What kind of advice could you give someone to really step into the power of their own gifts and then share that with the world? Laura. Um, Sure. Yeah. Um, So as I said, I recognized there was something going on for a long time and I actually became an engineer. So (laughs) totally different than this stuff. And um, my degree was in engineering. I was VP of engineering. um, And I did that for 20 years. And I um, then I switched um, careers so I could have more time with my kids and then really focus on the healing. Um, But when I first started out, like, you know, people thought it was a little weird. Like I would just have this passion, like, you know, you can change anything, you do anything, you can create anything. And they're like, what, you know, what is this woo woo stuff? And, and so it was harder to talk about it, especially in, you know, when I'm around all the, these people that just don't get it. And, um, but I mean, at this point, it's so much easier. I mean, there's so much more acceptance of it is uh, what it is. And when you can share like, what's happening with people and how people can go from like complete despair to loving their life. I mean, yeah, maybe it's a little different and a little weird, but you know, so what, (laughs) you know, if you can, if you can help people like that, then own it and then help everybody else feel comfortable about owning it. And that's how we shift all of consciousness and all the world and people just thinking this is normal now. So, you know, be the leader, you know, and and take that risk. And so what if people think you're a little odd? So my advice is just go for it and just be who you are and be, and be true, but, you know, just um, access that highest truth and let that come through you. Mm, Beautifully said. Thank you, Laura. Krista, how about you? Yeah. You know, be yourself. Like Laura said, the authenticity aspect that we are already perfect just as we are. It's nothing we have to do, but just to remember who we are and to identify those gifts. And, you know, there's no mistakes in life. Everything is happening for us. So for me, you know, it was about having, you know, high paying jobs and, you know, hustling and being in that grind. And I, you know, the hamster wheel of life to the point that I got sick and I was so miserable And the two careers I had prior to stepping into, I'm going to do my own work. I'm going to be here as an entrepreneur and a healer and a coach and support people in transformation. 
Um, and so now looking back, I just see, you know, how much resistance came up around those different careers that I had, different relationships that I was in that showed up for me to see that that was out of alignment, but then also to know that those things were happening for me to understand the lessons so that I could bring those into this timeline of me choosing myself and choosing to embody my gifts. So I think that's the biggest thing for me is just being aware of when there is resistance, when things aren't easy and how can we shift that and how can we move out of that? But how can we also find the silver linings and the lessons? And I guess if I could go back, it's more about, or even now I just keep reminding myself, enjoy the journey, enjoy the journey. Because if I even look back eight months ago, I wish I would have enjoyed that a little bit more in the moment because it was a beautiful moment, but I was a little bit worried about you know, the next step or what that would look like. So just knowing that it's always a beautiful alignment for us in that moment, but it's also a lesson and a choice to say, I'm going to realign and where am I going? Thank you so much, Joan. And what inspires you, Joan, to really step into your power? So guys, I'm going to tell you the truth. I was inspired because when I didn't, my life blew up in every way, shape or form. I lost everything. I was destitute. I, I was in unhappy relationships and awful places. And this God is amazing woman that I am and healer. You know, when I said no, and I refused to budge, my life went downhill. Okay. And I'm telling you this because you're asking what pushed me out of the closet. In 2015 or 16, I went to a, a oh, the Shakti Fest, had a reading with a palm reader, and he looked at me. He said, did you know you were supposed to be famous by now? Okay, you have no idea because I had known my destiny. I had seen flashes of it, but I had been too in the closet and shy to live it, okay? And so I died. I'm, I was so mortified when he said that. Like, oh, my God, I blew it. I didn't say yes, and, and my life, you know, wasn't where I wanted it to be. Just, do you understand? Okay. I, I was shown by hardship because when I didn't listen, I, I was told that I blew it. Okay. Can you imagine being told you blew your life's work? So then he finally sort of patted me on the head and said, well, don't worry. It'll come around again. And I had been told when I lost everything a second time that my I wouldn't receive the bounties until I learned to perfectly align myself, body, mind, and spirit, to not make that mistake again of falling off because I was already, I had many lifetimes where I was close and yet my ego or, or I didn't know how to get to that final point. So I have to say that it's, it's the way I've been guided is by actually learning to say yes, because I realized when I say no, look, you have no idea what it's like when you're told by your guides or a reader that you blew it in your life. It's hard. Now, in 2020, when the pandemic hit, I started to feel like, you know, a little lost. It's like, well, how does one react in a pandemic? And then I realized that that was the time for my wings to fly and soar and to spread them. And, and, and that happened because of another nudge by my guides. One day they said to me, well, you know, Joan, you're telling everyone you're Joan of Angels. You're the only Joan of Angels on the planet. You know, isn't that interesting and wonderful? 
And my guide said to me, you were given this role, this position, this name for a reason. You know, you're the visionary's visionary. You are a visionary, you're an oracle. And either you use your gifts or you will not only lose them again, a hundredth millionth lifetime, but but someone else will, be, will choose someone else who, who's right there, right behind you, ready to say yes. Now, when you hear your guides, one thing to hear a psychic tell you, but when your guides tell you, you either use it or lose it, you're going to start to pay attention if your heart is really seeking to have that contact, because that is what will change and transform your life. It will heal you body, mind, and spirit. And so I really feel blessed that in the last year, I've really come into this, this real complete knowingness. You know, I call myself a wise woman to come into this complete understanding now of really what I'm capable of sharing with people. So that's what I'm going to say. Your guides are right there, probably asking you to be on this panel to listen so that you know that you do have a choice. Yes, you do. But it's a painful choice because if you say no, you're going to stay on a lower vibration. If you say yes, it might be scary, but Lord knows you ride a wave and it's a miracle wave. It's just miraculous after miraculous. And they give you more. You know, it's, it's not just that. That's the first. And they open this door. Yeah. Joe, and I had something like that happen too. I mean, I literally totaled my car on the way to work one day. And before I left my house, I said, I'd like to get a new car, but not the one I saw. And that's how fast we know we can manifest. But then at the same time, driving to work, totaling your car, you know, driving five miles, you know, you can't make up the signs from the universe. So I love that you spoke to that very much. I've Wait. had that experience myself. They're so saying, they, stop. Yeah, they're saying stop. Redirect. I, I was told not to put my tax returns in the trunk of the car. And I said, what? And they said, yeah, the trunk's going to blow open and your tax returns are going to go flying off to the wind. Well, what are the odds of that? So I told my guys, bug off, you know. So, of course, you know, tomorrow what happened? Yes. Someone called me days later. They had my daughter's tax return and her social security number. So it's a real thing when you don't listen. And, and I think this is a call to start to listen 24-7. There's no escape that. If there's really no escape, your guides are really constantly like go. <clears throat> yeah, and listening starts with trusting, mm -hmm. trusting yourself, trusting your own voice, you know, and um, and then opening up to all the frequencies and what messages are in store for you. From what you were sharing, it's 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 almost like a, a flower that continues to blossom, you know. Once right. you start this, the the flower continues to blossom, and then you just cut, start reaching new levels of awareness, right? So I would love to share a little bit about my story in regards to how I stepped out of it. Because I started, you know, I started Portal to Ascension in 2008, and it was an online group for a couple of years before that. And I was doing events, traveling, you know, around up and down the coast. I quit my job from 2008, 2011. I had four corporate jobs. I was a financial analyst. I was a compliance director of a, a stock market company. I was a marketing person. And I quit my job. I always sabotaged myself somehow. I either quit or I was sabotaging away to get fired. And it was because I always wanted to just like do this full time, but I wouldn't tell 
my family, anything that I was doing, I wouldn't let anybody that wasn't within the world that I was already in know what I was actually on the road to do. So I was lying a lot from like 2008 to 2012, even not really fully owning everything that I'm doing. And since then, I've been in the process of still owning it. Um, the judgment from my family has been so hardcore. I had three different interventions uh, with my different family members of them basically like sitting down with me and saying like, you can never be financially successful of spirituality. And I had this huge argument with my dad like four years ago, where he literally said to me, screaming at the top of his lungs, what's up with all this alien shite? You know, like, <laughs> and he was like, you do a search for my name on the internet and you're going to find some weird stuff. <laughs> and my dad did that, right? So and I just remembered how shameful I felt, how much guilt I felt, how much non-ownership, non-embodiment I was. And I was just judging myself. My whole life, I had to be like five different people, my family, my teachers, my, um, my friends, my spiritual friends. I've been in a process of like reclaiming my schizophrenic nature because of how many different people I was. Even when I was deep in a portal ascension work, I would say I didn't really fully, you know, I've been doing this full time since 2015, like, like no other jobs. And not until maybe like 2018, 2019, did I even step into ownership of it. So that to me, that really goes with that, you know, even if you're not fully owning it right now, what you need to do is take the first step, right? Take the first step, which is um, what are you passionate about? What do you want to contribute to the world? And then working on realizing that those people that are judging you are coming from a place of fear themselves, that their own wounds, but we've created this hierarchy you created this, um, this authority kind of mentality that we feel judgment from those that we've given our power to. And I gave my power up to my family and to my parents and my dad. And I, every time that they said something to me, it just brought back like the, the, what was ingrained in my cellular memory of the guilt of not being a good son, not being good enough. So if my father, who I know is wounded, is saying all these things to me about what I am, I must be this. Right. So it's a it's really a process of doing this deep work. And it's what Laura spoke about is not about just healing the physical part, but really going up and clear, clearing the cobwebs that are underneath that, the stuff that creates those physical issues. Right. So, you know, and for me, I'm still on this process. I still don't feel that I'm fully owning everything that I'm doing, but I'm OK with the process of getting there. And I'm not judging myself for not being completely there. So. This is just a little bit about, you know, how I feel and where I'm at right now. And Neil, if I may, you're being such a shining example. I mean, even during your recent Pleiadian two-day conference, the things that were activated in me and others through that and different healing modalities that actually the, the next day I was doing a session with Laura and we brought in different healing modalities mm -hmm. through that. I mean, wow. You know, I just want to commend you and thank you for your leadership because it's thank activating you. so much in all of us and bringing people together. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you. So, okay, we have another question here from Anna, and she's saying, this is a great question. As a healer, how do you manage to not get attached to the outcome of a healing session? So, Krista, let's start with you. Okay, number one, I always do personal clearing. Allowing myself to be in that session and be there for that person and knowing that it has nothing to do with me. And knowing also that I am very empath empathic, um, that was one of the first cues in my life that showed me how connected I was to other people's energy. And there was a time where I would take that on and then it would affect me. So 
I think understanding that number one, that because we are healers, we do feel. And so setting that intention that you were there for that person and that that energy is in a, in a container and knowing that it does not have anything to do with me. I'm holding space for this person calling in their guides and angels, calling in my guides and angels to support me as I stand in a, in, in, in a healer capacity and as a guide and coach. And then I always think when you close that circle amongst, you know, the angels and the guides that you're working with and with the person that you're supporting, that you close that circle and you energetically send it back to God or to that person. And then of course, after the session, I'm always doing my own personal clearing. You know, again, I also have this agreement with my teams that I don't take on that energy, but again, it's just having that ritual and having that agreement with your teams and, you know, closing that circle, whether it's with, you know, sage or working with a crystal or whatever you do, just create your own ritual. And I think it's important also to show your client or the person you're working with what you're doing to close that space um, and that it is sacred. What's happened in that healing session is really between the two of you and the guides and angels and that it's not going to be something that you're going to be discussing with somebody else or taking into your future. You know, it's really a closed container and it was sacred for that person. Beautiful. Thank you, Krista. Mm -hmm. Laura, how about you? How do you not get attached to the outcome of a healing session as a healer? Yeah. I mean, it, it is really important not to be attached to the outcome. Um, and, and that's why the hardest person to work on is yourself because you're so attached to what you want and you're attached to your feelings about whatever the issue is or your emotions or whatever. And so it's, it's harder. And so that's why some of those techniques I was talking about, the stepping outside of yourself and uh, becoming the observer was a tool to make it easier um, to not be attached to the outcome. So it's almost like you're pretending you're looking at a stranger, like somebody else's life that you're not connected to in any way. Um, and so as a healer, I know it's, it's really important that I don't become attached, but you know, I'm human too. And, and I, I, I get like these miraculous results so often with people like instant healings. And then when it doesn't happen, like, ah, and then I find myself, okay, I'm attached to the outcome. And, um, you know, there's reasons why people don't heal and there's certain things that they need to go through that are important in their life path. And, and so you can step back and say, okay, this is not up to me. Uh, they came to me for healing and I do my thing and I do the best I can. And, you know, maybe there's something that I'm not aware of that they needed to receive in the healing and it wasn't to heal their back or whatever it is that they came in for, but they got so much more. And so really just forcing yourself to become detached from that outcome is really important. And so it's a choice, you know, you have to step back and, and not, and not do that. Right. Right. And it, it's, you really need to do your own inner work to get to that place because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm just thinking about this question and you want that person to have a positive experience or, you yeah. know, or, you know, even transcending the word positive, because sometimes you need to go through, some things will come up from the healing. You want some sort of effect that will lead them to eventual empowerment. Right. Mm -hmm. But you need to know that whatever happens, happens. Right. It's like a yeah. fine line to balance. Yeah. yeah. Joan, how about you? Well, I just have a few things to share about that. Number one, you know, in ancient China, your doctor, the doctors were hired to keep the king well and keep their patients well. And they were fired if the patient got sick. So the doctor had a motivation to keep people well. And 
in my life as a chiropractor, we were told that 80% of the people would get better and get great results. 10% would just be neutral and 10% might get worse results. You had to brace yourself for that in a certain way. And I have discovered that because there's a whole 10% of the people that don't want to get well. They want to look at it. They want to examine it, you know, play with it and, and, but not do it. Okay. So there are 10% of the people like that. And then there's another percentage of the people that get really well. Like, you know, I would go through their list of symptoms and now look, they have almost everything cured, but they still have headaches, but 10 things got better and they forgot about the 10 things that got better. They'd only focus on that one thing that was still worse or hadn't changed. So what I have learned is several things. One is to help your client in any way, shape or form become open to receive their full healing on all levels, every level, body, mind, and spirit, and all the levels we don't know. I mean, the beauty of the power that heals the body is that that knows what in your body needs to be balanced in every way, shape, or form. So it gets back to trust. You know, it gets back to trusting yourself in a sense that you're going to learn how to turn on your own healing power. And that's what we as healers do. We really actually help turn on that that healing gift of your own body, which will do the healing aligned with spirit. So that's kind of my take on it. If you have any questions about it, just let me know. Thank you, Joan. And yeah, if you have questions for any of our panelists, we'll, in a moment, you know, all of you guys can share your contact info. Uh, I want to share this by Omashar because it's bringing up some thoughts here. And then we're going to close off in with another question, with a question I think that will more about providing the tools. What are some tools that we can use ourselves? So Omashra said, perfect discussion for us awakening beings. I have noticed that as I've consciously said yes to awakening, I also unknowingly said yes to all my hidden until ready emotions that are now surfacing. As I can meet them with light and loving acceptance, it was a shock at first. What's going on? Now I see that I unlocked the gate myself. So I have the power to regulate the speed of my emotions uncovering. Namaste to all. This is powerful because as we, you know, a lot of people doing this work have suffered the deepest wounds and the way duality works is you, when you have this contrast of darkness, you either have the ability to be a, a master or a victim to that deep wound. And so a lot of the people in this doing the healing work have really are some of the people that experience the darkest and the deepest wounds in order to do that. But as the vibration goes up, you know, I've heard this from different channels and beings that when you unlock different areas and the vibration gets to that point, the darkness that or the traumas or the challenges that was set in those areas also come out to be expressed. So it's almost like a continuous dark night of the soul where we're going through fractals, revisiting traumas and wounds to up level ourselves. You know, so that's what I feel from what you're sharing, Omashar. And the important part here is that you have the power to regulate the speed of of your emotions uncovering. And that's what we need to know that we have the power to do that ourselves. We're not a victim to, to expressing and to healing the shadow. And before I jump on, do, do any of you wanna make a quick comment on that before we go to the final question here? All right, so let's do this. I want to, um, you know, it's, what is this all about really is about healing, healing modalities, healing others, healing ourselves, healing the world. So 
there are definitely practitioners out there that have all these modalities that we can go to Reiki healing, things like that. But what are some tools that we can use ourselves? And I know we've touched on a few of them. Maybe you can touch on a little bit more. Uh, what are some tools you use in your own life or some other tool that we can just personally use that we don't really need to go and go to a one week class to learn or um, have somebody else actually teach us to do so. What are some tools that we can do to create healing for ourselves? Let's start with you, Laura. And then also, um, let me say this. And also, please, if there's anything else you want to share after that about what you're up to, where people can find out more about you, your website, please let us know all that right now, too. Yeah. So as I mentioned before, when I do a healing session with somebody, I'm actually teaching them exactly what I'm doing and the tools that they can then go and use themselves. Um, but also what I, I share with people is, you know, I'll do a healing session. I'll clear all their past. I'll clear all this stuff from past lifetimes and all these things, all these traumas and fears and all this stuff that's been weighing them down, creating this density. So it's like a clean slate. And then moving forward, it's really important then to be conscious of, you know, what you're putting your attention and your thoughts on. And so there's different things that are really simple that they can do, you know, um, talk about vibrations and then keeping your vibration high, you know, a high vibrate, really high vibration is gratitude, love and bliss and joy and all that. And um, so uh, one simple way to keep your um, vibration high is just like before you fall asleep at night, just go through in your mind or you can write it down, like all the things that happen throughout the day to be grateful for, little big or small. And so you're just shifting your mindset to that vibration. Um, and then as mentioned before, as things come up, do the healing on it and then shift your, your th thoughts and focus to what you do want to create. And so being aware that you're constantly creating whether you're conscious or unconscious of doing it um, and then choosing to, to, you know, put your attention on what you want. So it's really important to heal all the other stuff that's holding you down, that weight that's holding you down. And that's what the healing session is good for, but then moving forward, taking ownership of it and then using these, these tools and techniques. So anyway, um, as far as what I offer, um, I think you put on this chat there. It's uh, my website is lightconnectors.com. And I offer personal one-on-one -on -one sessions, um, group sessions, um, some, and I'll do, you know, just a single session or I'll do like a month long program where I work with you once a week um, on your healing. And then I do remote healing every day to keep your vibration high. So I tap into the whole group that I'm working on and, and, and raise that vibration so that the healing can take hold better. I found that really helped a lot of people. So that's part of the, um, the things that I offer. Um, but yeah, it's just, um, I just love doing this work and I'm happy to help anybody that uh, wants my help. So mm. beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Laura. And your website is there lightconnectors.com and also on soul search. And, you know, this panel, I like to do panels like a ceremony, like a journey. So this is a ceremony that we're in receiving these codes. So Laura just mentioned gratitude. So before we get into Krista and you can share, have a share here. Let's take a moment and let's just imagine one thing that we're really grateful for, all of us. Just focus your energy on that all around the world. And as it comes to your consciousness, breathe it in through your nose and expand it out of your heart. Beautiful. Krista, how about for you? All right. That was powerful just now. I'm feeling that still. And what comes in is just that the universe is always supporting us. 
We're never alone. We're always supported. Gaia supports us. Every step on this planet, she's always supported us, right? We can just trust that we are here to be supported and that we won't be let down. Uh, for me, um, the word that I want to bring in is love. Love heals. So two aspects of that is number one, radical self-love. And that's one of the, one of the huge themes that I'm choosing for myself in 2023. And one of the quotes that I created last year that I even put out um, uh, when we were doing an exercise with Soul Search was, when I fill my own cup, I can be of greatest service to others. So for years, we've always been give, 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 give. You know, that's the old way, the 3D way of, you know, depleting ourselves. And then we don't have enough to take care of ourselves. Like we're exhausted at the end of the day. So knowing that we can choose self-love to fill our own cup, what are those daily rituals that no matter what, no matter where I'm at, no matter what else is going on in my life that I do for me, whether it's you know, body movement, your meditation, you know, a hot bath, you know, a cup of tea, you know, you get to create that for yourself, which shows yourself your deepest love for yourself. And then the other thing that comes in to say is that over the holidays, I was watching some documentaries about near death experiences. And one of the themes that is very consistent with those who have had near death experiences is that they come back with the message that they want to be in higher level of unconditional love and show compassion everywhere where they go. Because when we do cross over, it's only love. And so what can we do every day to show love? And that kind of goes back to just being that light in the world. But, you know, when you interact with the world, whether it's a phone call with a friend or family member or you know, checking out at the grocery store, how can we just be more patient, embody more love for that person unconditionally and just see them where they're at? So self-love and love for others, compassion, that is where we're going. And those are the things that I want to leave everyone with. That's the biggest way I think we can heal ourselves and then heal others. And we can be that example. And that's what radiates and ripples out. And as for me, I just put in the chat, um, feel free to email me direct. I'm currently offering a complimentary exploratory call with, with um, a mini session that's included. So you can experience some of my work. And um, there's a link to um, set that up through my calendar on my soul search profile. And also just on my Instagram the other day, I offered some new year offers for people to experience me at a lower cost than normal. Um, I typically do things in larger packages, but I want to allow everyone to have a taste of what's possible this year. So you're welcome to DM me, um, reach out through Soul Search, Instagram, or direct message me at christified at iCloud.com. And I'm happy to connect with you further. Mm, thank, thank you so much, Thank Krista. you, Tanjila. Mm -hmm. Love for ourselves and love for one another. That's mm -hmm. what we're here to cultivate. Joan, how about for you? Well, I don't even quite remember the, the question, but I kind of have gotten the answers. But I think I think <laughs> we're here to, I think so we're we can... here to raise our own light and our own vibration. And 
to get that antenna or that crown as high as we can to connect to our highest of purposes or highest of everything, because that's what fuels us, you know, when we're directly connected to source and we can receive those instructions, we can walk the planet a lot healthier, happier, and freer. So I work with myself to try to let go of, you know, that part of me that's attached to my lower vibrations of fear and, and, you know, helplessness or wanting to hide in the closet and daily prayer and affirmation, you know, working with my own pillar of light. One of the things that really, really has helped me a lot is that I've had a lot of experiences of what happens when I'm not walking around in the world, feel looking empowered. And so be, just if I wasn't in my own body feeling empowered, you know, I was more at effect of people, places, and things. It didn't work out well for me. So I have, and people didn't even see me as credible. So I've really learned to try to emanate who I really am so that you can see that on the outside, not who I am on the inside. And that, and that is with us authenticity and really working with myself to be a clear channel or to, like this concept of bringing, fluffing your wings and bringing your wings back is so powerful. You know, if you walk out in the world and you're in the supermarket and you are an empath, you are subject to every argument that went in that supermarket before you got there, besides which the frequency of that food is low anyway. So, so, but when you, you know, and sometimes I'll, I'll hum to myself or tone, but usually I go out in the world now really feeling like you can tell I'm an angel, I think. And if you can't, I haven't done my work. And so I'm going to encourage all of you to start to embody this higher sense of who you are and in everything you do. And then it makes our work easier because we go out in the world and we see a radiant light being in that corner of the supermarket and we raise our antennas and radiate back and the whole supermarket energy changes. We're that powerful. So that's the practice. Does it happen 24-7? Not always, you know. I'm human and um, I'm learning. I lived alone for seven years, okay? Now I, I live with people and it's a shock to me, okay? Because I lived alone for seven years. Jesus, I tell everyone Jesus had seven weeks. I had seven years to learn how to walk as Joan of Angels. So my message is to learn how to walk as who you really are. And that's why I create Soul Lessons portraits. You can see it on my link tree. I will promise to get it up on Soul Search. I do these soul essence portraits. You can hang them up in your home. You will never forget who you are because she, if it's your, or he, essence will always remind you and fluff your wings. You know, and I, I, I told you I'm now offering a service called Wing Fluff, which is really fun, okay? If you haven't had your wings fluffed, wait till you feel it. And then I, I offer my oracle sessions, you know, or even spiritual chiropractic if you feel like you want to, align your body, mind, and spirit, and have, have your power turned on. I offer that too. So reach out to me. I love working with people. I'm here to work with people. It's what I've been told. Millions of souls being tuned up across the planet. And when you get tuned up, guess what? You tune up, you, you contribute to those millions of souls being tuned up. Exactly. Thank you so much, Joan. 
and seven years for each of the star systems in the Pleiades. So right. <laughs> tune in there. So um, Krista, Laura, Joan, thank you so much for your energy and for all you do. Thank you for incarnating now. And thank you for being the reflections to remind us of our own divinity. You're so appreciated. And I'm just glad that we're connected. Love you guys so much. Thank you. Honor. Can Such you, a pleasure to be here. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank, you, so thank much. you all. I've just been listening to this panel and it's truly been a healing and activating experience. Just like Neil said, it would be, it was a journey. And I think it's so beautiful. You know, we call this panel, you know, the healing, new healing modalities for the new earth. And what really came through, through this panel is that each one of us is a healer, you know, mm -hmm. and that's what we're bringing forth in this new earth is, is our highest self as a healer, um, you know, and, you know, just, and being able to really, like Joan said, embody the higher self of who we are in every moment. So that, you know, whether we're bringing through healing through specific modalities um, of energy healing and, and others, or just through our presence, you know, or through whatever our soul purpose is, you know, like we're all here healing one another. So, you know, it's just been really beautiful. Thank you all for sharing your wisdom, your gifts, um, inspiration. I mean, there was so many inspirational gems coming through from each one of you for, for 2023 and beyond. I'm, it's just exciting for me for what we're all co-creating together. Exactly. Alan, you jumped on. Do you want to, you want to jump in here? Oh, no. We um, uh, just want to know when the next panel Yeah, we're going to go up in a bit. So up. let's do an okay, official great. closing. Thank you one more time to all of you guys. Really appreciate you all. Thank you, Krista, yeah. Laura, Joan. Thank you I for being powerful yes. healers, powerful beings of light. Yes. Yep. And to everybody tuning in online, um, all the YouTubes, um, some great interaction. Um, next time, maybe we can say some of the comments there. There's some great interaction on YouTube. And to all the attendees in the room, we're going to shut down this stream to everybody on all the social media platforms. Go to the YouTube channel that we're currently on. Uh, if you're on Portal Ascension, Soul Search, um, New Realities. And on the channel page, we have the next, channel, um, next stream set up. So we're going to be going live there in about four or five minutes. So see you guys in a bit.